One of my, uh, I would say, a mentor that I respected a lot was Bill Gurley, who's been a general partner at Benchmark, ended up leading Uber also, which is interesting. But he said to me early on something very interesting, which was that being a good investor, a good entrepreneur is not about where the puck is about. It's about where you predict it's going in the future. It's skating to where the puck is going, not to where it is. That's the simple way of looking at it. That was Raj Kapoor, founder of one of the world's first photo sharing websites, Snapfish. There's an entire episode of Webmasters dedicated to the Snapfish story if you want to learn more about that. But the excerpt you just heard about skating to where the puck is going, well, that's a moment from his episode I've never quite been able to get out of my head. Simply put, in that 30 second snippet, Raj may have revealed the single most important strategy in all of entrepreneurship. That seems worth exploring, right? Well, let's dive in. Hey there, everyone. Time for another episode of Startup Gold from Webmasters. These are the episodes where we take a bit more time to actually dig into what the 100 guests on Webmasters have shared over the years, try to connect some of the dots between what different guests have said, and see if we can extract the most valuable gold nuggets of startup wisdom. We've talked about what it takes to build a great product. We've discussed the myth of first mover advantage, and we explored the importance of timing in startup outcomes. On this episode, we're going to push even further on the subject of timing by specifically learning why it's so important for entrepreneurs to be able to see the future. But speaking of being able to see the future, you could have probably guessed that before we dig into that topic, I need to take a moment to thank this podcast's sponsor. Webmasters is being brought to you with help and support from Latonas. Latonas is a boutique mergers and acquisitions broker. They help people buy and sell cash flow positive internet businesses and digital assets. In other words, they help sell internet businesses, everything from SaaS apps to e-commerce stores that already have valuable customer acquisition processes in place. And that's critical because that's the hard part of building a business, customer acquisition. Imagine being able to buy a business that already has customers, lots of them, and a process for getting more. That's exactly what you can do by heading over to the Latona's website, where you'll find listings for all the established profitable companies Latona's is currently helping to sell. Oh, and uh, by the way, if you're someone who's already done the hard work of building a profitable business with lots of customers and you're thinking about selling it, be sure to reach out to the Latona's team so they can help you get it sold for a great price. Either way, looking to buy an internet business or looking to sell one, make sure you get started by heading over to latonas.com. That's L-A-T-O-N-A-S.com. Let's get back to Raj's words that started this episode. Being a good investor, a good entrepreneur is not about where the puck is about. It's about where you predict it's going in the future. It's skating to where the puck is going, not to where it is. I should start by acknowledging that Raj didn't invent this concept, nor did Bill Gurley, the guy who, in the beginning of this episode, you heard Raj refer to as the source. Instead, the source of the quote is Walter Gretzky, the father of hockey icon Wayne Gretzky, who made it famous. 
when he was coaching his son, the elder Gretzky would teach his son to, quote, skate to where the puck is going, not where it has been. Hard to argue with that advice. Uh, it seemed to have worked well for Wayne. After all, Wayne Gretzky's nickname is The Great One. But does that make it good entrepreneurship advice? Well, let's think about where we're getting it from. My webmaster's guest, Raj Kapoor, founded Snapfishin. That was kind of a big deal. And then he went on to become a venture capitalist for a while and then chief strategy officer for ride-sharing service Lyft. More importantly, the advice Raj is sharing was, as he explained in the full snippet that started this episode, actually advice from Bill Gurley, who's one of the most successful VCs in history. In other words, this advice isn't just from some random founder who got lucky. This advice is the underpinning investment philosophy of some wildly big investments. Gurley led investments in Grubhub, Nextdoor, OpenTable, Zillow, and Uber, just to name a few. Kapoor invested in ClassPass, Change.org, and Lyft, eventually, of course, leaving the VC world to spend five years as Lyft's CSO. In fact, it's really Kapoor's decision to leave VC to join Lyft that, for me at least, is the most telling part of the philosophy because Lyft is a company that's thinking about the future. I know, I know, when we think ride-sharing, companies like Lyft and Uber, we think taxi replacements, but that's not really what's happening. As Raj told me when we spoke, here's what Lyft is actually thinking about. I oversee the long-term strategy of Lyft and really focused uh, most of my time around self-driving. So at Lyft, our goal is eventually to move to a primarily self-driving electric shared fleet which is better for the environment, better for congestion, uh, more affordable transportation. So I spend a lot of my time thinking about how we get there and, and putting in place the infrastructure and relationships and partnerships to get there. Self-driving cars. Let's think about that for a moment. For a bit more than 100 years, mass-produced vehicles, courtesy of Henry Ford, have been the backbone of society. They get us to work, they deliver goods, they take us on vacations. There's a good chance you're going somewhere in one of them right now. Cars are, without a doubt, wildly important to human society. But if you're an entrepreneur looking for the next big thing, are you going to start a new car company? I mean, maybe an electric car company, but even then, it wouldn't be about creating an electric car company for general consumers. It would be about a reality in which the world has self-driving cars. Mind you, I don't know whether self-driving cars will be here in five years, 15 years, or 50 years, but I 100% know this. We will have self-driving cars, period, full stop. So if we're skating to where the puck is going, well, what does that look like in a world of self-driving cars? Lyft and Uber are taking the big swings. They want to eventually incorporate self-driving cars into their fleets and become automated global taxi services. When that happens, and again, it will happen, I, I don't know when, but it will. So when that happens, what are the entrepreneurial opportunities going to look like? Take a moment to skate with me to the impending future where most people no longer own cars and everyone's going place to place in automated taxis. Did you take a moment? Let's imagine you did. Here's what our new world looks like. First things first, think of all the infrastructure dedicated to our current world where people own cars. 
Parking lots, gas stations, car washes, garages, and the world where the puck is heading, all those things become obsolete, right? What does that mean for you as an entrepreneur? Well, all those parking lots are going to become valuable land for other buildings. Maybe we need to be thinking about some real estate deals. Gas stations aren't going to be as necessary, but people are going to still want snacks and bathrooms while on road trips. How will self-driving cars impact the convenience store aspect of gas stations? As for car washes, well, individual car owners might not need them, but we also know people don't always treat shared spaces as well as they treat their own. Just ask any hotel owner. So are we going to need cleaning centers where self-driving taxis can pull off for a quick vacuum and maybe some sanitizing? And garages, well, like a lot of you listening, I've got a few hundred square feet of space sitting in my house that I'd love to reclaim for something more interesting. I'm sure some enterprising entrepreneurs will cash in on the ability to convert garages to man caves, home gyms, and whatever else people are going to want to do in that extra square footage that they've just acquired thanks to self-driving cars. And of course, we could go on and on and on. That's not what I'm going to do here, but hopefully you're starting to get the picture. So many of the entrepreneurs I meet with, they focus on what's happening now, but there's not a lot of growth in the now. There's much more growth in the future. You just have to take the time to stop and figure out what that future is going to be, which of course is a common theme across lots more guests on Webmasters, more than just Raj Kapoor. For example, I mean, that's the beauty of technology. It's like a train and it's constantly moving. And you can get on and get off at any time. Newer things come about that make room to build upon whatever has already been done. You know, sometimes there are ideas that the timing is just not right for them. For example, in the early 2000s, there were companies that were trying to do kind of this whole video chat and video messaging, video calls like we are doing right now. Too early. Not everybody had bandwidth, right? And it was kind of grainy, spotty, work, didn't work, lots of software, bulky software. I mean, fast forward 20 years and today every kid on the planet is using Zoom for everything from learning to communicating with grandma to talking to Santa or whatever the case may be. So I think timing is very essential too. You've got to know what the state of the art today is, and then you have to try to predict what the future is and have a sense, an instinct that this could be the future. If we were to live in a future of this kind, these are the problems that we would solve. And then obviously as an entrepreneur, you've got to think, what can I do to get to that future? Is there something I can do to contribute to getting to that future? That, I think, is the essence of great entrepreneurs. That is, they can see the future and feel it slightly before the rest of the world. That was an entrepreneur named Sabir Bhatia. He's the founder of Hotmail, the company that revolutionized web-based email and is basically the reason for how you and I all use email today. Now, we heard from him here on Webmasters 2, and as you can tell, his message is quite similar to what we got from Raj. Entrepreneurs have to constantly be looking toward the future, whether it's the future of self-driving cars, AI, augmented reality, or whatever revolutionary technology is on the horizon. Don't just focus on the technology. Focus on 
down how that technology is going to change the world and then ask yourself, can I build a product that this new world is going to need? That's what it means to skate where the puck is going in entrepreneurship. Thanks for taking a few minutes to think about the concept with me today here on another episode of Startup Gold from Webmasters. I hope this inspired someone out there to maybe see a new way they might change our world. A thanks also to those interviews with Raj Kapoor and Sabir Bhatia that we pulled from for this episode. And a thanks to our sponsor, Latonas, for their support. Hey, don't forget to check out latonas.com if you're interested in buying or selling an internet business. And don't forget to head into the Webmasters archives for all the great conversations we've had here on the show with some incredible entrepreneurs. You can also learn more about entrepreneurship and startups by heading over to my website, aaronedinnan.com, where you'll find lots of articles, classes, videos, and other great startup content that should keep you busy until we're back again with our next episode and another deep dive into some of the most important concepts in entrepreneurship. Until then, well, it's time for me to sign off.